there's actually probably four million chestnut trees still alive in the state of North Carolina in the mountains. Four million trees is nothing compared to the billions of chestnut trees that once dominated our forests. But still, I was surprised to discover a chestnut tree this summer in Blowing Rock. The story of the American chestnut tree and its fate is one of ignorance and now possibly redemption. I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is the Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. Thanks to Supersod for making this story possible. Supersod is one of the South's largest producer of turfgrass sod and seed, including Tiff Tough Bermuda and Leisure Time and Zenith Soja. Now, if your shade trees are making it difficult to grow grass, ask about their more shade-tolerant varieties. Stop by either of their convenient triangle locations, at the Raleigh Farmer's Market or at 1900 North Carolina Highway 55 in Cary, and let the Supersod experts help your lawn and garden thrive. Soaring over 100 feet, the American chestnut tree dominated our eastern forests. And then shortly after the Civil War, a New York plantsman imported Asian chestnuts and began propagating them for market. The Asian trees were smaller, and for 30 years these trees were introduced into gardens, estates, and public settings along the East Coast. The problem was, these Asian natives harbored a fungus which they had co-evolved with and developed a resistance to. But our American trees, they were vulnerable. This small fungus toppled the giants of the American forest. Millions of trees were clear-cut in an effort to stop the lethal virus, and it didn't work. By the 1930s, the American chestnut tree had receded from view. But there's some people who are determined to change that and bring the American chestnut tree back to our landscape. My name is Paul Sisko. Uh, I'm a retired geneticist with the American Chestnut Foundation, now living in Asheville, North Carolina. Dr. Sisko gave me a little tutorial on the efforts to develop a blight-resistant chestnut tree that could be reintroduced into our forests. He explained how the process works. There's several different strategies being used to restore the American chestnut tree, which I think is great because one or a combination of them is, I think, very likely to work. Uh, the first strategy is to breed in resistance from the Asian species. The Chinese and Japanese cross easily with American to make a hybrid tree. And starting back actually as early as the 1920s, 1930s, uh, both amateurs and the United States government did this systematically. And then the second part of the program was to intercross those distant cousins that had moderate resistance to bring up the resistance to high resistance. So you think, again, think of it as a two-step program. The first part of the step, which was four generations, was to make it more and more American by crossing to American each time, each time selecting for that moderate resistance that you get in a hybrid. And then the last generation, you take two distantly related cousins. They've been crossed to a different series of Americans, so they're not closely related but they each have moderate resistance. And when you intercross something with moderate resistance to another moderate resistance, you hope to get then high resistance. I call it like crossing two pinks to get a red. Dedicated breeders have been working to develop a tree that has the resistance of the Asian varieties, but is 15 16 American chestnut tree. Now, breeding trees takes time, but Dr. Sisko explained that it's not quite the timeline I had imagined. With good care and fertilization, chestnut can bloom fairly early. 
Some of the Chinese varieties actually bloom their second year. And I had one American chestnut that I gathered from the mountains and planted it at NC State's Mountain Research Station that actually bloomed the first year after I, I planted it. So that they are somewhat precocious, which means that they bloom early in their life cycle. And with good fertilization, we can get most of them blooming after four years. And at that point, we also are screening them for blight resistance to find out which ones have, again, initially the moderate resistance, and then make the crosses. So a generation takes about six years. The American Chestnut Foundation has been collaborating with a network of scientists and breeders for over 30 years. And they believe they will soon have a blight-resistant tree that can survive in the wild. Working with Boy Scouts, Master Gardeners, and other community groups, American chestnut tree trials are being planted in locations throughout Appalachia. But our landscape is very different from what it was 100 years ago when the American chestnut tree dominated the forest. And I was wondering how reintroducing it into the wild worked. So Dr. Sisko explained. Of course, this is a question we get all the time. Okay, you've got the perfect tree. How are you going to reintroduce this to the woods to get 4 billion trees back, which is what there were before the blight? And one of the best strategies that we have, in my opinion, is planning on reclaimed surface mine lands. There's large areas of Appalachia, which are uh, in the same region where chestnut was dominant, which have been made moonscapes by surface mining, uh, where coal has been strip mined and then the land is left barren. Uh, there is money from the coal companies to reforest these strip mines land. So that provides money. There's huge acreages which have no nothing green whatsoever. And they are somewhat acid in soil and chestnut is especially adapted to acid soil. So this to us is an ideal place where we could reintroduce a lot of chestnut trees at one time, not only helping our program by reintroducing a tree, but also restoring an environmental disaster uh, of these strip mined areas. So to me, that's a win-win situation and we have a fairly large program uh, to do that. The fungus which causes the chestnut blight is counteracted by organisms in our soil. So while the fungus girdles the tree, killing it from that point up, it doesn't kill the roots. Where chestnut tree roots remain in the ground, they continue to send up sprouts. They live for a few years and then the fungus attacks them and they die back, only to return and try again. And there's actually probably four million chestnut trees still alive in the state of North Carolina in the mountains, but they're all root systems with small sprouts that come up, catch the disease, die back, sprout up, catch the disease, die back. And this is a cycle that keeps going. I was surprised to discover a small chestnut tree while I was in Blowing Rock this summer. Now, you can just barely see the outline of the base that was once this huge tree. But above ground, there are three slender trunks. This got me thinking about the American Chestnut Foundation's replanting efforts. They've begun to distribute seedlings. So I had to ask, could I plant a chestnut tree in my garden? If you have a large garden, you can plant a chestnut tree. It just it depends on the size of your property. You know, if you plant an oak tree, you can probably plant a chestnut tree. Uh, they will spread out a bit when they're in the open sun, but otherwise they'll tend to go straight up. So... Uh, again, if you can plant an oak, which I did in my little third of an acre, uh, you can plant a chestnut. As I look out across our horizon, the tallest thing I see is a cell phone tower. It's dressed up to look like a pine tree, so I try to imagine a chestnut tree in its place. 
While I may not live long enough to see the American chestnut tree dominating our forests as it once did, I do believe I'll live to see it creep out from the shadows. Over a hundred years ago, our actions knocked this giant off its throne, but through hard work and dedication, we might find redemption yet. I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is The Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. You can find this and other episodes of our podcast on iTunes or on our website, trianglegardener.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.